there we go. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy, or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. It is Saturday, September the 18th. 2021 we are really checking on through this year we are and so today is we got a, a number of things that we like to talk about and we might we might what is it free free verse we might free yeah verse. freestyle freestyle <laughs> we good perky today we um, <laughs> with a look with a touch of adult onset add <laughs> <laughs> i know tracy's assisted that she has self-diagnosed herself with her web MD um, degree. Um, so we're gonna. So we hope to. Our plans are today. Um, I'm gonna do a little thank you to Joe Biden. Um, we're looking at touching up, touching on the California recall, the um, importance of your role as an influencer, um, Hispanic Heritage Month, and whatever else comes our way as we continue our conversations today. Okay. So I'm gonna gonna get started with my thank you to Joe Biden. Um, Personally, I'm not into white men. (laughs) We all white men, but you know, right now I am loving me some Joe Biden. And now let me me preface this with a a partial kind of um, bias. Joe Biden did attend my church, a shout out to St. Martin, St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and our pastor, Father Michael, um, Deacon Chamberlain and Deacon Leland Cave. I sound a Baptist right now. (laughs) 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 But Joe Biden has come to our church three times um, when he was doing the campaigning. It was campaigning in South Carolina. And so he came, I was there two times that he was there. I, I wasn't there with the when he came one of the other times. But when he was there, if you did not know Joe Biden was in that church, you wouldn't have known he was in that church. Mm-hmm. He did not do anything. He, he was in the midst of campaigning at the time that he came, but he was not campaigning when he went to church. Right, and he was respectful. He was respectful. He went to church because I, I would imagine and I am assuming that this is his, his, his um, time to reconnect, to reaffirm, to be mm-hmm. re-energized, um, you know, he, he's a, a very... Um, and just to worship. And to worship, you know, he, he's a, 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 I imagine, I'm assuming he's a cradle Catholic, but he's a Catholic. Yes. And um, when, he, when he came to our church, I'll never forget, my sister-in-law recognized him. She, in turn, because we all sit together, because we're one of those families that have a pew at the church, <laughs> right? We got a pew. We've been there long enough. We don't made ourselves. And when somebody else is in our pew, we be mad. Like, we get to church, like, somebody there, somebody, you know, good well, we sit here. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's Baptist tendencies, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so she noticed him. She recognized him and said something to my husband, who in turn said something to me, who I in turn said something to my mom <laughs> and my mom who can't whisper says something to my dad. <laughs> but our priest who is African didn't recognize him, but our deacon who is Southern black um, remembers the civil rights movement recognized him yes. and, and um, alluded to him in 
at near the end of the service. But one of the things that that our, our priest does ask of visitors is to stand up and introduce yourself. And so he says, you know, if you are new or visiting our church, please stand up and introduce ourselves. Once again, still our priest has no clue what's going on. And so um so um Joe Biden stood up and said, My name is Joe Biden. And that was it. You know, <laughs> He didn't say I'm campaigning for the United States of presidency. I mean, he didn't say any of that. He just said, my name is Joe Biden and his sister was with him. And mm-hmm. so, um, and then he came a second time. Now the second time I wasn't in church, but my mom was able to take a picture with him and my, my um, nephew. And so that was pretty cool. But, you know, my understanding is that he was just really kind of nice. So I say all that. So, my, so I'm a little biased, but, yeah. but my thank you to Joe Biden is, in his short term of his presidency, because it hasn't been a year yet, you know, that's no, to be been a year. It's not been a year. Yet. It hasn't been a year, but there's a number of things that he's done um, in that short period of time. And so I just want to kind of list some of the things. And I want to preface this also with Trump was the only presidency that I've ever in my lifetime that I was fearful, you know, the, the four years he was in. You know, mm-hmm. and it didn't start off that way, but as as his years continued, that I feared as a um, as a citizen of the United States that something could happen to me as a black person or as a female. I mm-hmm. I just you know those four years of his presidency were just very tense and tr- intense and stressful. Because you just never know what was going to happen. You don't know if there was a bomb that was going to be dropped. You didn't know if he was going to start a war. You didn't know if his group of followers were going to terrorize another group of people because they don't like like them. You just never knew what was going to happen. You didn't know if he was going to sell us to Russia or China. Right. You had no clue. You know, there was no rhyme or reason in the things that he did. So having a president that I can go to bed, go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and not look at the news and, and wonder what's going to be what's what happened be, overnight. Yes. Happened overnight. It's, it's just allowed me to breathe easy. My stress level yeah. has dropped. But, um, but he's also done, done a number of things in his short period of time. So I'm just going to share some of it. Um, he has picked, you know, surprisingly, he picked the first Black female vice president. That was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this basically old white man who has picked this young Black woman to be his um, partner in his his presidency. That was a big deal, you know, for me it was, it really was. When, you know, you have little kids wearing shirts that say my president look, looks like me. That's, you know, little black girls are saying that. Um, he also brought us back in and acknowledged that uh, climate control is real. So he, yep. he, you know, he signed us back into the, the Paris Climate Agreement. And if you don't think climate control is real, Look at what's going on in our weather right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that we can't, you know, I think the scientists are saying we can't reverse it, but we can at least halt it and we can make some major changes in our behavior so that we don't have this extreme weather that's going on right now in the United States and around the world. Um, so he, you know, got us back into that agreement. He also declassified the 9-11 documents, and that was huge. We just had the 9-11 20th um, celebration, not celebration, acknowledgement. And so that was a huge deal for many of the families who were involved with that. Um, he also organized the agencies to get those shots in the arms, as he was saying all the time. 
you cannot deny that um, Trump with his warp speed um, policy did he got the virus created. You can't, you know, you can't deny that about Trump. Um, but after the virus was created, Trump had no way of getting it, no organized way of getting the shots to the people. No plan. No plan. You know, he, he yeah, no plan. And so um, Biden came into the presidency with a plan. He's like, okay, we've got the vaccination now. We have to pe- we have to be able to get it to people. So he really has put a concerted effort in doing that to end the pandemic. Um, he signed into legislation, which I was really proud of, a gold medal to the Harlem Hellfighters and the Congressional Gold Medal. And that was a huge deal. So the Harlem mm-hmm. Hellfighters were part of a group of military men in World War I. They trained in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And like many soldiers um, in the midst of the war, they um, have to um, fight under um, a nation that was not in support of them and suffered a lot of abuse as black men. But, you know, he acknowledged that and I thought that was really great. You know, his canceling of student loans uh, for, for not all students, but for many has been such a blessing. I can imagine, I, I, I cry every time I watch like one of those graduations where somebody says, and we've covered all your loans for the year. I'm crying every time that happens because as a parent, I know what a huge deal that is to mm-hmm. be able to walk off a campus and not owe 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000, $80,000. Right. Right. So every time that happens, I cry. If you want, want me to cry, have somebody say they're going to pay your loan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying for the mama there. I'm crying for her too. Um, he also... Um, he repealed the law under the Trump administration, which banned transgender Americans from joining the military. So he repealed that law and he repealed a number of, of um, laws that were signed under um, Trump. And then he has really pushed for the, um, you know, he did the American Rescue Plan. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much because we appreciated those checks <laughs> that came through. Yes, we uh, did. Yes, we did. And then he also raised the cap of refugees coming into the United States from 15,000 under Trump to 62,000. And that's just a few of the things that he's done. Now his presidency, there's no presidency that's been easy. Mm -hmm. I can't say that. Yes, it's a difficult job. You know, I can't say I agree with 100% of what he does. Um, There's some missteps that he's taken. Tracy and I were talking about the, the what is it the what is the, the law we were talking about tracy where they can hold up that they need to stop okay. you the filibuster the filibuster yes yeah. tracy and i were talking about the filibuster and um and she's like they just need to get rid of it um you know he seems to be in support of it and so there's there's some things that you know i, I think he could have done differently but it's not my job but i think that he goes to work every day with a sincere desire for the betterment of this country. Yes, and for agreed. The, with the people in this country. I don't think he ever goes to work with the mindset of what can I do for my friends? What can I do for my, you know, my, those people who are loyal to me? I really believe in his hearts of hearts when he's putting together these bills and making these proposals and, 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 and trying to, to the infrastructure bill 
that he wants people to be in a better position than they were yes and and yes. have every opportunity available to them whether you take it that's up to you but at least have it available to you that's right have yeah yep i think i agree jabisa i think it is his sincere desire to make the country literally better for everybody in it and for yeah. the world you know just just you know you just don't believe that good people exist but i really do think yeah. to his core he's a good guy yeah, I do. I think to the core, he's a good guy. So, so my love to President Joe Biden. I, and then my and I will write my thank you note. I've been saying it for about a month now, but I'm gonna have to write my little thank you note to the White House because you I, need. To, yep, you need to go ahead and do that because you know he's he's getting a they're getting a lot of flack for stuff now. Yeah. So just go ahead and give him the thank you and keep up the good work. We appreciate it. Everything is not gonna go 100% well. But when he, when there is a mis misstep or mistake, he does own it. He yeah. does acknowledge it. He does take, he does take that, which is very different because, yeah. you know, um, the previous administration would lie, yeah. deny yeah. <laughs> and never take responsibility. So he does, he does do that, which is, I think is refreshing. It's, ref it's ref it refreshing. It's just putting it politely. Yeah. <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> it's like, it oh, it's refreshing. God. Thank and God. so I, I think with that, we can segue into this, since it's kind of a political thing too, the California recall um, that just happened uh, the, the 14th um, this week with um, Governor Gavin Newsom. I was telling Jabisa, I said, that is just the most asinine thing that I have ever heard of. And it's not unique to California. California is just the most publicized because um, it's the big states, a very important state. And if they could recall Governor Newsom and replace him with a Republican radical or otherwise, it would change the dynamic of politics as we know it in these United States. So it's very important. But so I, I was telling Jabisa, I was going, to look, I said, why do they, why don't they just stop that? Why can't the people of California say this is dumb and it's <laughs> expensive? Why are we doing this? And so I just looked into it just a scotch. Like I'm not, Jamisa as a big deep dive person, I am purely surface. So in my um, surface analysis, I just found that, that they, the recall, I thought it was something recent, but apparently this goes back to 1911. I wonder what was going on in California back then that they say, well, we don't like a job that an elected official is doing. We can just say, we gonna fire you and, um, and start the recall process, which is you have to get, a certain amount of signatures in a specific amount of time and they submit it to the secretary of state and then we're off to the races with the recall. Um, it's very expensive. The California taxpayers pay that bill, which is crazy because the state is literally burning down. So yeah. I know that they have a better allocation of those resources. Um, and uh, it just doesn't make any sense. And the reason that this one was successful was because the process, like I said, was you have to get a certain amount of signatures in a specific amount of time. But because we are in the middle of a pandemic, um, the time to get the signatures was increased. And so they were able to, the people that, you know, the Republican backers of the recall um, had time to get the signatures needed and thus carry on with the recall. But the, this is the, now the, fact that they could just change their mind and you know he's up for election like next year 
in yeah. 14 freaking months. We're going to do that. They're going to do this again. Again, it's insane. But this is the crazy part about it. So if they had voted to recall Gavin Newsom, there was a slate of, I think, 46 people that would have replaced him. Now, Gavin Newsom would have had to have over 50 percent of the votes to keep him. However, if he had like 40, not less than 50 percent, then the person of the 46 people who had the most votes, say if he had 200, he would be the governor. Crazy. There is no um, you just they just have to be like a registered voter in California and some other things, but like no experience. You don't have to have any experience in politics or anything. And that to me is just insane. And so I'm hoping that the people of California in the very near future will look at the California Constitution and and get and remove that piece of legislative insanity. Well, Tracy, do you remember mm-hmm. about how much does it how much did it cost to do oh, the recall? Uh 200 and was it 276 million dollars it was yeah. a lot yeah it was, it was, it was close, close to 300 300 million dollars million dollars to do that just to have that because they have to get the workers to to the polls the people trained ballots out um information disseminated about the recall i mean it's it was just a colossal waste of time and resources but the thing about it is that he won by a landslide. A landslide. A landslide. Yeah. So I think that was a shocker for the Republicans because they were not, I don't think they were anticipating that that type of win. Um, but they weren't. They, they weren't. But if you're only listening to your people, then no, you would not be aware of that because the most people said like the, I think their biggest thing was they don't want to wear masks. They didn't like the shutdowns because it was, you know, messing with businesses. And of course it was, it did alter the lives of Californians and everybody across the country because we are in a pandemic. But these were things that that needed to be done. And so they were thinking that they had enough people that were mad about it. And there, because you know what, I'm not always excited to have to put my mask on and stuff. It's it's inconvenient. I don't like doing it, especially when it's hot. It's because it's hot. The masks are hot on your face, but it's for the greater good. It, it was necessary to do. And for the most part, Californians are like, you know, we don't like it, but we want this thing to end and so whatever they were supportive so i don't know it's just crazy it's crazy but they're not they are not they really thought that they could flip um blue california red which would have been in my opinion disastrous for the democratic (laughs) party um because of the yep and and then california is it's a, a melting pot of so many different people. And if there were enough Republicans um, that could you know, seize power, because their goal right now, no policies, no anything, their main goal is to stay in power and to have a minority rule. And, and so that's, that's their main factor. So they really were hoping that they could do that. And, and you know, they were also saying that that Larry Elder guy, which I don't know where he came from. He's been around a long time, I'm, I'm, I'm told. Oh, okay. But um, he was even saying before the election, they were going to pull a 45 and saying that it was stolen. But you can't say the he the uh, recall was defeated so soundly that even they couldn't they couldn't uh, question choke that out. <laughs> they couldn't choke that out because they wanted to. 
because they had started. They said it's going to be some shenanigans. I believe it was his word. Um, but it was just so, it was such a resounding defeat that even they couldn't, even if they say this, could not say it. They said, like, we couldn't, you know, we're not going to step up with that because even this, you know, as dumb as the other one was, because <laughs> it was, it was a big butt whipping too. But as dumb as that one was, they said this one was, would be really ridiculous. So they didn't even try, which I was grateful for because, you know, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. But Tracy, this is what I couldn't understand. As you said, it was 14 more months into his governorship. So why would you spend that time and energy and money to do a recall when what is the purpose of the election? Because to me, just a regular election is a recall. It's a recall. It, a recall. it is. So it is. Have a separate recall um, in the midst of someone's administration. And it, 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 it's, it's his government it four years? I mean, is it? Yeah. It's, it's, well, to me, it was just a power grab because oh. they thought it was vulnerable and they were going to try to do it right now. That's the only sense that I can make of it. Okay. And that, that makes more sense. But it was also, I think, a test water for the Republicans to see. It is. Oh, honey. Yeah. Yes, they were, they was dipping toes, ankles, thigh, um, calves, knees yeah. into that water to see let's just what we going to come up with. Right. And I think that's really what it was, was a test water. And, and so they're probably back at the drawing board trying to figure out what they're going to do, how they're going to change. What to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That boy's back. The boys are back in the back room trying to figure out the next next steps. Yeah. I said, no, come, coming up with policies is just too much. Let's do our dirty work because that seems to be what they're good at. Yeah. So, well, cool. anyway. but kudos to, to the Californians who stood Cal- up. They stepped up because yeah. I was nervous to be. I said, I was nervous. And we are so far from California. <laughs> Why was that keeping me up at night? I don't know. Well, part <laughs> of it because they made it sound like the Republic- Republicans, like this elder guy, had a real legitimate chance of being governor. Yeah. So, that was part of it. That was a little worrisome. And then it, it sounded like he, and I don't know much about him. Was he a politician prior to this? No, he's a talk show personality. One of the ones that are um, saying all that kooky stuff about, you know, the pandemic not being real. It's not killing people. It's the flu. Just stupid stuff like that. And, and, and you know what? Also, this is a side, this is where the ADD is coming in. A lot of those talk show hosts, I think recently five in the last couple of months have died from COVID. Uh, several of them have those those have died those from anti, COVID. Yes, yeah, those anti-vaxxers, those people who were were um, against the vaccination and was speaking of COVID as just a bad flu. They there's there. I didn't know it was five, but I know there's it's, several of them. Yes, they have passed away. That the, my count was five of them that died from the very thing that they denied as it, being real. Wow. So, wow. Yep. So I'm hoping their listeners are taking note of that. But you know and what? Getting, I don't think getting, so. And getting the vaccine, this is just the one it in. They finally came out and said that the booster wasn't necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary. Yep, I, so, yep. I think it's if you are like healthy in general, which we fall in that, that category, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Then it's not. <laughs> then it's not necessary. Um, but you know what? That leads me into the next thing: the the influencer responsibilities. So apparently, not apparently, there was. Um, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's a like what had happened was that sounds like that. <laughs> um, said that he got the vaccine and his um, what do you call him? His uh, 
his male parts swole up. Yes, they <laughs> swole up, um, rendering him infertile. And he was getting married, and the fiance, for that reason, broke off the wedding. Now, and Nicki Minaj did that. The story, you know, as it is, but she put it on her Instagram. And, you know, there was other stuff there, but, you know, she's got 157 million followers that read that. And, you know, a lot of those folks are people of color and they look to these influencers or, or celebrities, if you will, for, you know, advice, they follow them. They, you know, lean on their every, they go, you know, go by their every, every word that comes out is like gospel. Like it's, it's, it has, it has a lot of power. They have a lot of sway. Right. And so I think um, Joy Reid, she's a MSNBC TV personality, um, said on her show that, you know, it's unfortunate that Nicki Minaj would put that misinformation out because that would, you know, already would further um, hold, you know, people that are already hesitant right. would further make them more, wouldn't, it was not helping if people were considering getting the vaccine, they'd be like, oh, no, especially men. And especially men, they would not get it if that were remotely the case. Which brings me to this. And there's other stuff I want to say about that. But which brings me to this. It's like, what is there? You know, Nicki Minaj. And then um, who else has a lot of followers? Um, oh, Cardi B. She's got a yeah. A bunch of them. I don't, I didn't look up her numbers, but there are in the Kendall Jenner, I think, right? Yeah, the, the Kardashians. That, the Kardashian, yeah. Though they, in Kim Kardashian, they have a lot of followers and, you know, like, but there, there's no responsibility. Like they are not, um, there are no rules, I don't think, nope. on the internet governing like what you can and can't say, like being socially responsible for what you put on your social media. Well, you know, Lizzo, that happened to Mm -hmm. Lizzo when you talk about when she um, went out and um, said that the, uh, what was it? The delivery service. Yes. She got accused this woman of eating her food and Mm -hmm. posted a picture of her and gave her name out. And um, And her number? Well, she put, she posted a picture and gave her full name. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and you know she said the location so you could easily figure out where this woman was right but what but i agree you know i think it's true tracy there is no there's no um laws whatsoever that Mm -hmm. that prevents you from putting out misinformation or in this case you know what happened with lizzo is that it really was her fan base who really put her in check you know her fan base and said who says you know you're over here trying to basically get you're getting this woman not only fired, you know, potentially fired, but putting her life in danger mm-hmm. because of some some slight that you felt. Because you were um, hangry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it was. Clearly, you should not be on the internet when you're hangry. <laughs> so, um, but but you're right. There is no there is no um, regulatory laws, uh, policies that can prevent you from um, before you post something, you know, you do some little research and what have you. So mm-hmm. Nicki, ben, Nicki Minaj makes this post, as you said, and it, yeah. well, a couple of things were wrong. She made the post. Now I, I follow Twitter. Uh-huh. So somebody on Twitter said he had an STD. 
He did. That's exactly when I first heard it because I saw it, but I didn't know it was put out there by Nicki Minaj. I just saw it somewhere. And I was like, that, that's what that fool got. STD and trying to get out of, you know, his fiance done busted him. And so he trying to lie. Right. You, I, ain't, I ain't mad at him. I said, if that's if you think that's going to save you and you was in a desperate situation, then okay. But, <laughs> but the other thing is, if people had just thought for a minute, Tracy, yes. just for one minute, mm-hmm. COVID vaccinations have been going on since uh, months. months. We'll since say since it, mid-February. We'll say early January. Mm-hmm. If it was causing any kind of impotency, preventing mm-hmm. men from being fertile, mm-hmm. it would have been documented a long time ago. At least they would have shut that stuff down. Tell me, all right, y'all, we're going back to masks. Everybody put your mask on, wash your hands, <laughs> stay socially distanced. We have to go back to the drawing board. This is not working. They would have shut it down. <laughs> shut it down if there was one scintilla of truth in it they would have shut it down especially you know men being mostly in charge of the whole rollout process it was like oh no this cannot no 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 we are not doing this so that that's the other part so i think part of we as a society have to stop and think um, we have to stop and think about, you know, what is logical? I mean, it, it's yes. just not logical. If we had to stop and thought for a half a second, that didn't make any kind of sense. It didn't make any sense. Well, you know, it did to, I think most, a lot of people that saw that said, that man just got, he was messing around and got himself in some trouble and he don't lie, not realizing his friend. If he knew his friend was cousins with um, Nicki Minaj, he definitely didn't think she was going to post that. <laughs> It was a little, I'm sure it was a little lie for him that he said, I'm just going to just gonna be in my general circle. He did not think that thing would go global. Yeah. <laughs> he did so now not everybody think. knows his business too. Everybody knows his business. Now he probably had to change his name, the marriage is <laughs> off. And then the minister of health um, in the, where, where was he? Trinidad. Trinidad. He had, they had to spend time going to hunt this down. And the man, he, they showed him too. And it was, it was, you know what, it's it's serious, but it was hilarious. He said, we take every um, case seriously. And he was saying that with the accent too, that made it even better. And he said that it was a waste of time. It was untrue. And, you know, he was, he was very annoyed. <laughs> it had to take up valuable time in running down this Thing. I guess that means that they talked to the guy and the guy said, look, dude, I just got caught up in some shenanigans <laughs> and it just got out of control. I know the vaccine. I even get the vaccine. I, no, that, that's, just, that's just me making this. This is my storytelling. I don't know. He may have gotten, he may not have, but he's probably telling like, I look, you know, I did not know it was going to spiral out of control. I'm so sorry that you had to come all the way to my house and look me up to get this information, you know, just to carry on. I, yeah. It was, it was just crazy. So I guess we are we coming up with that? So like you said, in Lizzo's case, her fan base had to put her in check, but you know, Nicki Minaj's fan base are mostly defending her against like Joe Reed and people that are attacking her and and Nicki Minaj herself has doubled down. (laughs) She said that she will get the vaccine because she's going to need to, if she needs, if she's going to go back to work and tour, she's going to have to get it. So, you know, and it's in her time, she will get, she will go ahead and get it. But all this confusion in the meantime, like all that, all that going around, misinformation, whatever, in the end, she's going to get the vaccination. But I don't know that that'll be played up as much as all this foolishness was. And I think that's 
that's part of your responsibility is that you have to be able to stand before your, your people and say, you know what, my bad, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. Liz, Lizzo did say she was hangry. <laughs> but that's probably what it was. That's what it was. Uh, but she she did she did acknowledge it and she did apologize, you know. Um, but I can't imagine, you know, as this, this woman who was working, all of a sudden your name is, you know, your name and your pictures posted out there. And this is this is horrid, you know, behind behind a delivery that's twenty dollars. Yeah. It's ruining a person's life for that. Yeah, yeah. Literally ruining a person's life. And so so and I agree with you, Tracy. She's got followers. And you know, and some people now, I'll be honest, I don't follow um Niecy Nash. Mm-hmm. But I look at her Instagram on a regular basis because I'm still trying to understand how you went from two men to women. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. And I keep thinking maybe if I look at the Instagram, it'll make sense to me. Still doesn't. Um, but you do have, you do, you are in a position to have an effect on people's thinking and their actions. Yes. You want to make sure, I would think that you would want, I, I don't know, I would think that you would want to make sure that you're sharing something. Now that's anecdotal. Is what she mm-hmm. what she said, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and I guess if she had said that, she could have followed it up with, you know. But based on the science, yes, you know, this is that, really what's happening. That can't be right, right. you know. Right. She, but she, she did just drop it. Up. right. Mm-hmm. She just put that out there, right? As that, so it, it it made the association seem real when in fact it had nothing to do with anything. But didn't have nothing again, to do with the price of tea in China. But once again, it requires us as followers and listeners and and readers of information to stop and think and decipher right and do your due diligence yes and that wasn't even diligence tracy you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right if it had men were leaving this vaccination if it had in any shape form had been because every time they talked about infertility in regards to the vaccination they always referred to women women right to men Mm-hmm. And you're right. If, one of the things they made sure when they made the vaccinations that it didn't make men infertile. Somebody can't make men infertile. Do what you mm-hmm. want. <laughs> you can get a third mm-hmm. arm, but they can't be infertile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So unfortunately, with our with the with these with the way that the internet is set up, there is no, and I guess in a way that's good too. There is no way to legally make people be responsible we yeah. can only hope that they will do what's right whether yes and, and use common sense yep yeah. that's a gamble though sometimes because there's so much misinformation on their internet and i understand you know because we do like freedom of speech that is that's our right our constitutional right and and there's nothing there is no like fine print in that that says and this is dumb and stupid and wrong <laughs> <laughs> just freedom of speech period you're absolutely right there was no fire princesses <laughs> but yeah. i can imagine that they probably debated over that though they probably did debate tomorrow it's still okay it's still okay everybody has the right to be because we it's our right to be dumb and stupid and wrong yeah yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah it is caveat uh dumb check can't say it can't say yes. Yeah, can't, can't say it. Yeah. No, no. So, yeah. We got. Yeah. We have to do better. We do. Oh, yeah. We just. I guess people that leaves it up to us in the end to just use your discernment, common sense, which you know ain't as common as it used to be among the peoples. But Trace, but let me say this. But but it does work because mm-hmm. when she says something, 
Lizzo is an example, but the same thing when she came out and said, when Nicki Minaj came out and said this, there was numerous yes. um, people and organizations that came out immediately and said, this is not the case. Mm -hmm. um, now, for her to double down, you know, it was, to me, it was just dumb. Yeah. But, um, but there was so much other information that, that said the opposite of what, what she had said. And mm -hmm. at this point, you know, if you follow her up on that, that's just because you, you dumb and yeah. foolishness. So I, yeah. so I think in a way the system does work. It's, 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 don't look, it's a little weird little checks and balances. It's a weird, it's a weird little check and imbalances, but I think the system does work. I really do think there's, a, I, I enjoy Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not yeah, a funny. person. Yeah, Twitter can be hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I don't do Facebook, but I do enjoy Twitter. And I, I'm not, you know, I, I piddle around on Instagram a little bit, but Instagram to me is just really more pictures than anything else. But no, then you have the live Instagram and then you have the, yeah. And that's the other thing. Why can't I just call and talk to you? Why I got to go live Instagram for a message for you that everybody else got to hear at the same yeah. time? <laughs> everybody want to be Hollywood now. <laughs> so I, so everybody has a everybody wants a platform, has a plan, platform. It's just getting your face out there. And you just because you never know, like things that you were talking about, the lady that tries on clothes. Yeah. On YouTube thing. <laughs> Because that's why you just never know what happens. Like you could get on there at the right time and say the right thing that makes you blow up. And so, Jabisa, I'm telling you, if I was inclined to, if I could figure out some little, um, you know, thing to make myself, I would be, I would be on there too, honey. I would be on there too, saying any kind of thing. <laughs> watch me fold my clothes in this perfect thing, or watch me, you know, make up my bed, or. <laughs> If I could do that, or watch me clean the bathroom just so you know. When they had, wait a minute, Tracy. When they had um, Housewives of New Jersey first came out, and mm -hmm. I was I was home. I remember I was home, mm -hmm. and so I hadn't heard of it before. So I was watching it because you know I I a homemaker. I've been a homemaker, and I don't care whether if you work as a female, you still take care of your house. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, let me watch this because Dick may have some tips and tricks for me to, to take care of my home. Oh, bless and your so, heart. <laughs> so, so I and I remember talking to my brother. I said, they ain't clean nothing. And, and so they had these women, they were bickering and they were going out to, to lunch and they were having a good time. I was just really confused by the term housewives in New Jersey. So my brother's like, no, they don't clean. And but I said to him, I said, but I think somebody could follow me around on the camera and watch me clean. I think that would be something. And my brother's like, they would be bored watching that. But you know what, Tracy? They would I, not. Yeah. I think the way the world is now, it's there's so many options. So yeah, I was telling Tracy, I, I started in Pinterest looking at salads. And next thing you know, I am in clothes and I clicked on and there was this young woman who's makes videos of herself putting on these different outfits and describing them and and so I watched which also gave me an idea what to wear but the idea that there was a woman who makes videos of herself trying on these different or putting on these different clothes and describing them just blew my mind it, also that too. I watched it, <laughs> it no well for me I'm jealous I said because I could mess up I could have thought of like, <laughs> I can't believe it is simple and easy it's stuff that you do. You try on outfits. And, and that's yeah. really what it is. And, it, and you're right. It was very simple. It was very easy. But the, and, and 
but she does it and I don't know what her following is like I said I, I just happened to click on I didn't go any further than than watching her I didn't look at her stats but the fact that you can do that because of the internet you can have these shows where you're just doing regular things that are beneficial because we you know we learn although I've heard more than one time do not try to learn to do a weave via YouTube I don't know I mm-hmm. would because I've I love my beautician and she's absolutely fabulous. And I, I, I have respect for a stylist. I figure when it requires a degree and some knowledge of chemicals, it is beyond me. So I would not try to do those things on my own, but yeah. Yeah, that that is, the internet is something else. TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, all of those, you know, we've got so many things available to us and sometimes it's crazy. The other thing is that there's a whole thing where, people watch other people play video games is is that a thing that is a thing tracy wow that's like me watching somebody recording me watch somebody exercise on tv (laughs) and see it's just something i don't understand like everybody all our interests are different you know we're everybody we're just different and so that is i gotta admire it because it's something i just don't have the bandwidth for it it's just not my thing yeah i watched my daughter went through this whole phase of watching videos where they they crush things and you would hear the noise. Yes. And, and I, I, I it's not, I want to call it Mercer. It's not Mercer, but I can't remember there's a term for it. And mm-hmm. so she would just sit there and she would watch them like crush stuff or squeeze stuff and, and it would just make this noise. And so I remember mm-hmm. watching it with her for about a whole five minutes. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I can yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just can't get into it. But like I said, that and that's the beauty of the internet. It's got it literally has something for everyone 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 even if you didn't know that it was for you or you didn't realize they had that for you is out there so that's out there yeah it's out there so so love the internet um we're grateful for the internet yeah i lived before the internet as well which i don't think too and we can't and we actually can't live without them and we can't live without our cell phones and all that good stuff too basically i can no no i know i can jabisa can but i told jabisa that too I am left-handed and I could literally leave my house without my left arm and make it through the day. And when I get home, reattach my arm. But if I leave my cell phone, I am stressed out from the moment I know that it's missing until I have it in hand again. And that was never a thing for me. Like I can understand for like a millennial to feel like that because that's been, you know, around for them more than with me. So, you know, I, I wouldn't even raise like that, but it is a source of high stress and anxiety. <laughs> if you know, let me just say this, but I'll call her and she won't answer. But yeah, phone. <laughs> I have my phone, it's some it's nearby. I know where it, as long as I know where it is, that's fine. No, because I am and Jabisa's right, I am bad about answering. Like I, it's in the house and I have it laid down, it's not even with me, but I know where it is. But my thing is if I am in the in a vehicle traveling somewhere and it's not, then it's like, oh my gosh, would, and then I can't think of anything until I get it back. And then I'll take it and throw it in the bottom of my purse. Still don't hear it ringing, especially if I don't have it on the um, the volume up. Don't hear it ringing. Don't feel it vibrating. But I know I have it and I'm fine. It's just the crazy. It is the craziest phenomenon. So if you want to drive crazy, crazy, take a phone. Take Yes. <laughs> that, will, that will send me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, to be, so, now, so the next thing, and this is just random at best. Um, I was telling Jabisa, I was driving by an old uh, Bilo store. Bilo's a grocery store, popular in the South, or it was until they closed them all down in South Carolina. Anyway, 
um, I was telling the beast like the buildings, the building was empty and I was cutting through the Bilo um, back of the store like I had done when it was open. And it was like so much, there was garbage there and it was just unkempt and an eyesore. And I was like, what, what, well, how can a company just leave yeah. a building abandoned? Like I see that all the time. I've seen where they take um, stretches of like tree, greenery, trees, woods, wooded area, bulldoze them down and put a, a nice little building on it. And the business starts and the business goes for a little bit and the business shuts down. And then the people that ran that business, they're just gone and they just leave that, leave it there. It, the property gets overgrown. Yeah. It's vandalized. It's an eyesore. It decreases the property value of the surrounding area, I am sure. And apparently there is no um, legislation to address it. Keep, to ad- Exactly. To address the good word. Thank you. To address it. I found just in New York and Washington state were the only two states that are putting legislation up to force um, lending institutions to keep to have the property owners keep up the property until that's being foreclosed on to, to keep it, you know, safe and, and that kind of thing. But why, how can you do that? And I said, I see so many places where there's abandoned buildings, but next door to it, it's a plot of land and they're bulldozing down to build something new. I said, they don't just take the building that's there and we work it. I don't know if it's like, it's gotta be a business thing. It's something yeah. maybe from a brand for a brand new building, it's I'm I'm sure it's monetarily driven. Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheaper to build than to, to renovate. It's kind of like it's kind of like plastic. It's cheaper to make new plastic bags mm-hmm. than to recycle. Um, recycling yeah. is incredibly expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Walmart is notorious for that. Walmart, yes. they they have built these massive buildings, abandoned them, and left and left the just left it there. But you're right, mm-hmm. Tracy. It's a real, it's a real problem. Um, and I agree, we were discussing solutions because there's a problem, we're gonna solve it. Um, but you know, the bulldozer down and what we're losing is green space. Yes. We're starting to lose, we're starting to lose green, green space with all of these cemented, empty, abandoned buildings, which makes an area hotter when we first came to South Carolina, I'll never forget, we live on the southeast side of town and I would come from what was the northeast side of town. Mm-hmm. At that time, the southeast was not built up. We didn't have very many um, apartment complexes and things like that. I promise you, coming from one side of town to the other, it was at least two degrees difference in temperature because uh-huh. we had more trees and greenery yes. in those kind of spaces than they would have had on the northeast side of town because at that point the northeast side of town was well built with roads and apartments and things like yes. that. So yes. I, I I do agree. We have um you remember Decca Boulevard, Tracy, how abandoned mm-hmm. Decca Boulevard is now. Exactly, exactly. Um, and all they did was just move everything up the road. That's all they did was move everything up the road. They took um Best Buy. They mm-hmm. abandoned Best Buy. They left that big empty building and they moved right, right up, up the, they moved what, two miles up, three miles up the street, right? The whole new Best Buy and left that empty building there. And so now exactly. you've got, you've got close to an acre of land just sitting there covered with, you know, cement and, and concrete and nothing is happening. And nothing, and no one's responsible. Nobody's held accountable. Nobody has to go and make sure the trash is dumped or the, right. the, um, you know, the lawn is maintained or whatever the, 
you know, building is maintained. It's, I don't know, it's the crazy, that's the best racket in the world. As we're talking about this, Tracy, this is the other thing though. If you have these abandoned buildings and nobody's mm-hmm. living in them or nobody's doing anything with it, can't you take, and I know it, it may cost more to, to renovate, but there's no reason for you to have abandoned buildings that can be renovated creatively to mm-hmm. make the homeless problem. Right. Yes, you know, that so would be could, good. Yeah. You could take you could take that big gigantic Best Buy, mm-hmm. fishing it off into a small apartments. Yes. And have it available for people who, who can only pay a small amount of money. Yes. As maybe a transition from you know being homeless. Are unhoused. I think that's the mm-hmm. phrase that's being used now. Not homeless. Oh, it's, it's unhoused now. Okay. Unhoused, right? Unhoused to being housed, mm-hmm. and then when, once you're housed, once you reach a, a a point of um independence where you're making a certain amount of money, you can move on from there to being able to buy your own house or pay for your own apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the problem with homelessness is that number one, unhousedness, I should say, you don't have a permanent address, and number two, you can't afford you know, to if if rent is six hundred is on the low end, but if yes. six hundred is your rent, you're making six hundred right. <laughs> or five fifty. You can't even afford to rent nope. a place to stay. So it mm-hmm. you know it becomes a cycle. So there's just so many opportunities for a better nation, our country, a city. If we were to take those those buildings, the theater, the you know we mm-hmm. got to go in the theater yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and take those buildings and convert them to something that can be beneficial for our society as a whole, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just letting them sit there and, yep. and dry rot and yep. crumble and fall apart and become mm-hmm. a danger. You know, yes. Danger. So yes. I, 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 I saw and dangerous. I and yes, I saw and dangerous. I agree with you, Tracy. Although I was thinking, Tracy, I'm going to say this out loud. I really think you should run for office. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> You are funny. <laughs> I'm just going to throw up. I just spent um, four years talking about a person unqualified <laughs> and he was in the highest office. I am not going to make a hypocrite of myself. <laughs> that is, but that you know what? I admire your chutzpah. That was- <laughs> Well, you know what? And I, you know what? And I would campaign for you vigorously. I absolutely would, but I would not be running with you, sis. <laughs> well, you know, you got lots of opinions. And I just feel like I should be passionate about them and share them with other. Well, we are sharing them with other people, with our listeners. Yes. Thank you, listeners. We Thank are growing. Good. We are growing up. Now, let me tell you, I've said this before. We've been doing this. How long, Tracy? Um, Three years, right? We've been doing this three years, and Tracy has consistently said, as long as it's fun, I'll do it. Uh, like, if we have two people listening, that's two more than I expected to listen. <laughs> well, I, 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 that. I have a good time, but Jamisa is serious. She is thinking this is going to be what gets up. This is going what this is going to be what blows us up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, if it happens, then I'll be the first one to say, Jamisa, you were right. I didn't, I didn't expect this. And she's but, been consistent in that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yes. I said, I'm having fun. I said, I am just that I have a good time doing it. And that's as long as I'm having fun, count me in. And we do have a good time. And we do thank our listeners, though, because we are, 
we are growing from two to, <laughs> <laughs> to more than two. And we do appreciate, we really do appreciate that. So thank you yeah. for listening. We do enjoy this. I, I, I like to think that it, um, you hear it. When I go back and listen to it, I, I laugh, even though I know, even though yeah, I know it's coming, yeah. I still laugh. I still, it's so funny. I was listening to it the other day before I posted it and I was in here laughing and my husband's like, what are you laughing? I was like, oh, our podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. So thank you. Um, before we exit though, we want to talk about this. Well, we want to just remind everybody that um, National Hispanic Heritage Month um, mm-hmm. has started. It started on September 15th. It ends on October 15th. It started like many national months start in, in the United States as a week in 1968. And from a week, it expanded to a month. And the reason that it is kind of mid-month between months is that it the date, the, there's several dates that commem- commemorate various um, wins by um, Latin countries. And so that's why it's that. I want to say kind of odd September to October um, date, but, and we, and the United States need not to be so lazy and, mm-hmm. and lump people into one group because the Hispanic um, community are Latin, Latinx, our Latinx community mm-hmm. it comprises of a number of different people from different countries. Um, we have South and Central America, which could be, Colombia, Ecuador, it could be Panama, Costa Rica, um, of course, Mexico. Um, and so we have to be Puerto Rico. Um, so be respectful, Dominican Republican. So be respectful of understanding that although we put it under one lump group, there are a number of people in countries and cultures that compromise that group. Um, and just like black folks, you know, they all do a little something different and mm-hmm. that, that's part of what makes them uh, an incredible group and we need to recognize their contributions to our American society. Um, I think one of the, the, the things that's finally coming out you know now and in, in the future is that this belief of America being built by white men is not true mm-hmm. and, and people are starting to see all the, the other people who have been involved in building this country. It, you know, despite the fact that they, the narrative has been prior to now, it was built by white men, it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, our United States has always been, um, unfortunately, what has not been recognized in history. Um, you know, history is based on the, per- the first group of people who gets pinned to paper, but history does not necessarily tell the true story. Right, so, that's true. So I'm- That's I, true. I, you know, I hope that as, as we continue to um, learn and read and write and see mm-hmm. um, the contributions of all, of all of the Americans who have come here to our country, that we give out, you know, give our due credit, you know, give yep. our due credit. Um, Everybody gets kadoos. It kadoos, you know, pen, pen, pen the paper isn't always true. You know, that's nope. something as I've gotten older, just because just you get it on paper first doesn't mean that it's true. That doesn't mean it's right. That's absolutely correct. And so, do you know, what's our business this week? Our business is this week is 27 pancakes. It is a um, mobile um, truck vendor. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what to call it. Food truck? Food 
food truck. Thank you. Ooh, trying to find the right word. It's a food truck. Yes, it's a food truck. It's a food truck, and they specialize in pancakes. Um, I now I like to when I support a business, like to have some kind of like I really ate there yet, but I haven't. But my husband has, and he is a big <laughs> pancake person, and so he enjoyed their pancakes. Um, we will of course once again have their website listed. Uh, you can check the website out. Um, the social media will put out where they're located. So they, they travel around South Carolina. Now I have to say though, based on the pictures, it looks really good. And um, my husband had purchased something, as I said, and it, it was, I did taste a little bit of it. Let me not lie. I didn't have like the meal, but I did taste it. And it was good. I'm not a big person, but it was really good. But they, and they now have, um, according to their website, they have, um, you can frozen pancakes. So you can purchase their pancakes and take them home oh, and okay. at their leisure but it's 27 pancakes um nice little truck they show their um, food truck quite impressive looking so um support them if you are a connoisseur of pancakes and breakfast okay. you would definitely want to check them out mm -hmm. and, and once again it'll be posted on our um our little blurb we always want to support our black businesses mm -hmm. and um I think Tracy, are we ready for our quote? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, we are. Oh, All right. So today's quote is deal with yourself as an individual worthy of respect and make everyone else deal with you the same way. Amen. That's by Nikki Giovanni. I love that. <laughs> Say that again because she needs to hear that. <laughs> I said deal with yourself as an individual worthy of respect and make everyone else deal with you the same way. I like that. Me too. I love that one. And with that, we bid you farewell until the next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.